0: the longest running off-road and action motorsports radio show on the planet is coming to you live with the biggest guest in motorsports here is the only man on the planet who can pack this much dirt slinging and tire slain into two hours a week sit back strap in and be prepared to get your ears blown here is Jim Beaver and the down and dirty radio show powered by Polaris Razor
1: Welcome to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Today, I am surrounded by absolute royalty, some of the two biggest, baddest dudes to ever step foot on a dirt bike, and they are on the show today. The king, Mr. Showtime, Jeremy McGrath, long-awaited debut on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, eight years in the making, and finally able to have Showtime on the show, uh, coming off a big double double win, big sweep of the weekend at the Lucas Oil Off-Road Racing Series. I'm absolutely thrilled to death to have Jeremy McGrath on the show, finally, today. So, uh, yes, I can promise you it probably won't be eight more years till we have Jeremy again. But he's on the show this week, and we've also got a little bit of a teaser, so... As you know, last week I sat down with Brian Deegan at his compound there in Southern California. We recorded an hour-long interview that is absolutely amazing. Uh, It already dropped on Project Action on Podcast One, but I'm going to give you a 10-minute teaser of that hour-long interview today, in hour number one. I think you guys are really, really going to enjoy it. Uh, It's talking about his, uh, you know, I guess his relationship with Travis Pastrana and their beef they had, and you know, how they kind of put it uh, aside. Um, But uh, that is a teaser, so you definitely want to go and check out the entire interview on Project Action that's already dropped. Also check out Brian Deegan's new podcast on Podcast One. It is called The Deegan's, his first guest, coincidentally enough, Travis Pastrana. So make sure and check that out. Man, it is – we got podcasts coming out of our ears this week. Good stuff. Thank you guys for being tuned in here. Um, you know, always, as always, tweet me at for 15 if you got a guest question. We'll also have a big dose of Power Rankings with Chris Leone. He's going to be on. We'll have Tiffany Stone. She's on in hour number two. Give us an off road update. I know we got LSPR Rally coming up, uh, SEMA, Trail to SEMA, all kinds of stuff uh, going on. So she'll be in the show uh, to cap things off later on in hour number two. But it is a big, massive show today to the best dirt bike riders of all time right here on the down and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor i mean if brian deegan the general and showtime jeremy mcgrath don't get you excited i don't know what will so hang tight we'll be back after more right after this short commercial break you want extreme performance reliability and the most fun you can have on four wheels the polaris razor brings it to you but you don't need to take my word for it You can take theirs.
2: I'm Tanner Faust, and I choose the Polaris Razor because it's the most fun you can have with a steering wheel.
3: What's
4: up? I'm Ronnie Renner, and I choose Polaris Razor because it's the sickest, most reliable side-by-side on the planet.
3: What's up, everybody? Heavy D from Diesel Brothers. Listen, I'm on Team Razor because it's hands down the best piece of machinery on
5: the planet.
6: 4WP is more than a store. We're truck and Jeep experts and have been for over 50 years. From wheel and tire upgrades to full custom builds, 4WP has you covered. Whether you want to order the best parts online or shop in-store, do the work yourself, or get it done by a pro, all roads lead to 4WP. Do your rig right. Shop online or find your store at 4WP.com.
1: Super ATV is the industry leader in aftermarket UTV and ATV parts and accessories. Super ATV products are designed, engineered, tested, and manufactured right here by Super ATV. Whether you're looking to upgrade your suspension, get stronger axles, or you're looking for a new winch to get you out of a tough spot, Super ATV has what you're looking for. And since we know you're in a hurry, we offer fast, free shipping to the lower 48 states on all orders. Visit SuperATV.com now and get your UTV or ATV dialed in.
0: Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast. And be sure to rate, review, and subscribe.
7: Holy
8: sh**! Oh,
3: Holy man, that was a hell of a ride. Go check out MyMedic.com. For the best first aid kits on the planet and save 15% with discount code JimBeaver. Again, mymedic.com, discount code JimBeaver, and save 15%. It's cheaper than a few.
1: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver here kicking things off in uh, what is going to be a big, big show today with uh, Jeremy McGrath on the show as well as uh, that soundbite from uh, that big Brian Deacon interview I did over there on on, uh, Project Action on Podcast One. So, once again, I'm going to be hitting it home all day long. So, might as well get it out of the way. Go and check it out. Um, <laughs> yeah. and uh, But, no, uh, moving forward, it's uh, it's been a crazy week for me. I know last week I was uh, in SoCal. Um, caught up with my good friends uh, Matt and Josh Martelli out at their compound. Went to Brian Deegan's for uh, for a day. Uh, spent some time at Deegan's place. And then, uh, um, you know, and we'll talk about that more. But, uh, you know, then I went to uh, Monster Energy. Uh. They're in Corona, and um, actually, I've got a new force show. It's called All Things Awesome. I'm going to be dropping every single week with uh, my good friend Jonathan Coyle. Um, that's probably coming. Uh, I'd say probably in November. Uh, he and I—it's uh, Natalie Eva Marie's husband. You know her from WWE, and uh, she's an actress. Is in Celebrity Big Brother. She's got some movies she's doing. Um, big, uh, big social media influencer. Um, I think like four, or five million uh, social media followers she's got or something. But anyways, Jonathan, uh, dude's legit. Um, you know he's—you uh, know—got a business degree. Uh, went to law school. Um, you know he's—he's uh, he's wicked smart, dude. Uh, was one of the OG CrossFit guys. Got a massive. Social following because of that. Still really involved in fitness and training and things like that. But uh, um, he and I, when we when we do shows together, we have uh, we have a ton of fun. You know, we talk everything from. Um, he's, he's kind of a geeky guy like me Where, uh, you know, we, we still like pop culture And and uh, video games And things like that, so uh, he and I get together And you never know where the hell the conversation's gonna go Talking movies or gaming or whatever So he and I, uh, our, our shows tend to do Really, really well when we do a mashup On uh, on Project Action together So uh, we decided to do our own show together uh, So that's coming out, but uh, we did our first episode Filmed our first episode And recorded our first episode at Monster Energy He's, uh, he's an athlete from Monster Energy Under their RAIN brand, you know their fitness brand uh because he's so big in fitness so go to monster energy i've been there before you know it's cool hq and corona you know you walk in and uh you know they've got some like big old thick chains on the walls and like rocks and it's kind of cool but they, they've got a gym there and they're like oh we we want you guys to record your uh, show in the gym we did a photo shoot i dropped one of the photos on instagram um but uh so we go and do this photo shoot and we go to this gym and it's a private monster energy gym for employees right you walk in and i was thinking some corporate gym like you know they might have a couple of treadmills or something like that maybe a bowflex in the corner new. No. this is one of the most badass gyms I think I've ever seen. Like they've got a full, they've got a basketball court there. They've got like literally every piece of uh, uh, fitness equipment and and weightlifting and you know anything you can imagine. They've also got a studio there where they do like yoga classes and I think spin classes and all kinds of stuff. Um, it's uh, it's just insane. And uh, you know I was like, wow, like they legit have this. Uh, for their employees, and you know, guys are lifting weights on their, you know, in their lunch hour and things like that, or uh, you know, after work, you know, they've got basketball pickup games and things like that. I was like, what a freaking awesome place, man! Props to Monster Energy for uh, for doing that th- for their employees, and you know, I I gotta say, I've uh, I've been in Red Bull HQ before too, and I I've seen the Red Bull corporate gym, and I think Monster, I'm gonna give the edge to Monster on this one. You know, I don't I don't have any affiliations either, which way so I can call a spade a spade, but. As far as uh, corporate gyms go, yeah, I'm going to side with Monster on this one. place is pretty insane, but uh, we were able to record our first episode. I think you guys will like that. So did that. That's another project I got going. You know, we're trying to crank up the YouTube channel. Got this stuff with Deegan dropping. We'll have that with Jonathan. I think he and I are going to start our own YouTube channel um, for that, but – uh yeah, it's uh, it's been, uh, been a bit of fun couple of weeks. Then uh, yeah, last weekend I can't even. I got to talk about this Lucas Oil Off Road Racing Series hosted a live stream out there at uh, Glen Helen uh, two days in a row, and obviously Jeremy McGrath sweeping the weekend. We got him as a guest on the show this week. Um, but uh, Glen Helen, you know this place, you know it's iconic. But uh, I want to talk about some good racing. It was uh, man, that course though, it got beat up. I mean, beat. Uh, it was crazy, man. I don't know what it was, but we're talking by the end, like by the pro two race. And I mean, it just got so rutted and it was deep boulders starting to come up, uh, massive, massive ruts. And, uh, when I talk ruts, I mean, we're talking like mint 400 type ruts in the corners. Like you guys weren't able to back it in and slide it anymore because the ruts got so haggard. Um, and I know a lot of guys are complaining about it and I took the, the complete different stance. I'm like, This is off-road racing. Yes, it's short course. It's not desert racing. It's still off-road, right? And I think as long as everybody's racing the same track, you got to adapt with the conditions, right? Just because you can't run the fast line anymore... Uh, you know, doesn't mean the race is garbage. It means you sh- adjust your line. I mean, NASCAR and IndyCar that way, why does short course have to be any different? And I think a lot of guys just want to go and they know what the, the traditionally the fast line is and they want to do it. It's probably the easiest one to drive also. But I like it when a course goes away like it did at Glen Helen. When I mean goes away, it went away. Like literally throw this thing in file 13 dumpster trash can type of thing. This wasn't anything Lucas Oil did, Uh, you know, wrong. It was just conditions, weather, the amount of rain, A lot of factors, you know, went into play, you know, but uh, that's the hand that was dealt this weekend. And I love it when uh, it's less than ideal conditions, because I feel like then you get a real glimpse of who is the absolute best, who can adapt, who can change their setup, who can uh, drive the course the best. You know what I mean? Like anybody's fast when it's a perfect track. Who's fast when it's a horrible track? And, uh, you know, and so I think uh, I really, really enjoyed that. I think it may added this other layer of depth to the racing weekend. Not only that, but Glenn Helen, it's been kind of the same layout for a while. Uh, Got to give props to Bill Smith and the crew at Oil uh, Off-Road Racing Series. Completely fl- flipped the script. They went and changed, uh, changed the layout of the track. I mean, I'm not talking added a little jump. I mean, legit changed corners cut out portions of the track and added new ones uh it was really really cool i think a lot of the drivers didn't know what to expect and i think a lot of the data and setup like it made everybody you know adjust and change it up i mean you know and i think uh you know a lot of people are saying oh it's one lane it's this it's that you know and um i don't know every track's different you know we can't have uh you know you know, 200-foot-wide, you know, track and, you know, at every single location, it just doesn't happen. But I think there's still out passing opportunities. I think you had to be very smart about the way you approach the pass. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was good stuff out there at Glen Helen, man. Uh, you know, for the fans that did come out, um, you know, it was was awesome. I know uh, Red Bull Straight Rhythm also going on, same time. It was a packed weekend in SoCal, and I got to give a big shout-out to uh, Ken Roxon who uh, ended up taking uh, the Red Bull Straight Rhythm win, and I didn't get a chance out to reach out for him hopefully we can get him on the show sometime uh over the winter before supercross uh kicks off but uh you know i love the two strokes coming back pastrana always uh you know as always backflipping and having a good time and doing uh travis pastrana things as i like to say but i love the throwbacks the two-stroke bikes you know i know uh Roxanne, you know wearing uh you know the 1-800 collect ish uh stuff i think he said 1-800 Roxon. uh yeah 1-800 collect uh you remember when that was the thing one eight hundred call ATT. Yeah, that was uh that was a thing, man. So if some of you younger listeners listen to the show, you're probably like scratching your head, like, yeah, that was a thing. I remember when payphones were a deal. I remember growing up, you know, you want your dad to come pick you up or something like that, get on the payphone. Sometimes if you had a quarter, you'd throw it in. If you didn't, you know, you're making a collect call or we all had these uh crazy, crazy uh uh calling cards, you know, that we used to use so you could charge long distance calls to this this uh, debit card thing ish that you could buy for like 20 bucks at the grocery store, the convenience store. Yeah. A whole different era, man, complete different era. Uh, but yeah, straight rhythm, you know, it was great to see, uh, you know, it was great to see Roxon. you know, and we've talked about it before, but I feel like Roxon is back. You know what I mean? He's had all those injuries. He fought through a lot and I feel like, uh, you know, we are going to see, Ken Rockson, 100% come the drop of the gate at A1 here next year, and I am really, really excited about that. You want to talk about layers in motorsports? That adds another layer to the Supercross title. Not only that, but you've got all the dry riders coming up and all the new changes. I think it's going to be a good time. But we're going to take a short commercial break. It's going to be Brian Deegan when we return here to the Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor.
0: Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe.
1: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. All right, we are uh, we are getting uh, about to get rowdy. Actually, uh, not really rowdy. It was a great interview, though. Uh, my good friend, Brian Deegan. So, uh, as you know, I went out to his compound um, and uh, caught up with him and got to take talk just about his entire career, um, just... I mean, the fist fights, the militia, what was real, what was not. Let me tell you, most 99% of it was real. Um, But, uh, you know, just his his fight with Dave Mira, uh, you had Ellis Mania, uh, rally car racing, off-road trucks, the stuff like NASCAR, late models you didn't even know Brian Deegan did, Uh, you know, his kids, his family, action sports, social media, amazing, amazing interview. So thankful Brian let me come out to and crash his compound and do that interview. And um, you definitely want to watch YouTube because we're going to drop that on youtube uh here uh probably next week and i i tell you what it is absolutely mind-blowing so you want to check that out but um you know uh yeah, so this is a little bit of a teaser uh, that it, from that interview. It was uh, his opening, uh, kind of right off the start of the show. We immediately started talking about Pastrana because that's Deegan's first guest on his new show uh, there on Podcast One, and uh, you know, kind of steamrolled for there. So this is a ten-minute teaser of our hour-long interview we did on Project Action. So go and hit uh, uh, hit up iTunes. Check out Project Action. Also check out his new show The Deegan's doing insane numbers for episode number one. I think uh, I think you guys are really, really going to. Uh, And enjoy, uh, you know, not only this show that I did on Project Action, but uh, uh, Deegan's new one as well. So uh, right now we'll throw, uh, throw up this little teaser with the general Brian Deegan from Project Action that dropped this week. I know you and Travis Pastrana sat down. And uh, that's one of those I think me as a fan of action sports and motocross, like, and anybody like this is probably like you two sitting mm-hmm. at a table or, or over the phone, like in a one-hour conversation. Like to me, the dude that that's mind blowing because I know like for the longest time people thought you guys hated each other and this and that, and I like I see so many parallels between you guys and family men now and things like that. And, like I mean, we want people to go and listen to, it, but that had to have been a fun conversation for you two guys to have. Oh, for
2: sure. You know, I, I thought about okay. This is my opportunity to talk to people in my industry, and I couldn't think of a better person, like, realistically, that has been involved in my life at certain points in the competition, in in the darkest, deepest, you know, moments to the highest of highs he's been around me and competing against me you know like so we you know i had moments where i hated the dude like literally (laughs) like i'm like i hated it that he beat me all the time and and um he was the good guy we were the bad guys with the militia and it just kind of played out perfectly and with x games and tv and uh in the beginning yeah we really did have an issue i think you know but he was a young kid i think we were just being being haters, you know, but now that I look back (laughs) at it, but it was, hey, it it was real, and um, then it kind of panned out over the years, right, and Travis, you you had to respect the guy, because he's just that gnarly, so, uh, you know, it was cool to be able to have him on the first episode of the Deegan's podcast, I just thought that was a perfect way to start it, you know, and episode zero will be on that also, which kind of describes who we are, if you don't really know about my family, haven't followed us on social, I think it'll be a good intro to who we are, you know,
1: yeah, well, I'm talking about your family, dude. I, I mean, we rolled up here, and it's the first time I've been at your compound. I know I think Josh has been here. You guys did, uh, what was it, like yard, yard work yard work, yard work yeah. together yeah. or something yeah. like yeah. that. But, dude, like, I roll up. I mean, it, you know, we're in this amazing shop here. I mean, we've got, you know, this X Games, you know, the West Coast Choppers bike. Like, to me, that's like the bike that I always like. Yeah. I can't believe I'm <laughs> looking at it, man. Because, like, this is yeah, the bike. Yeah. Like, I was like, if I could pick one bike I wanted, like, in yeah. my collection, that'd be it. But, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's part of you look back on this, uh, you know, kid that grew up in the Midwest and go, man, like, who, who, who? Who would ever thought,
2: you know, it's crazy. You know, that's the thing about, you know, I did a documentary, you know, not not less than a year ago with Paul Tobley. And that documentary explained, you know, where I came from in a small town in Nebraska, chased my dreams to California, really didn't have money, came out here to chase this pro motocross career. I didn't make it in motocross and went into freestyle motocross and took a lot of chances and helped build action sports, the X Games. And um, so many good stories, you know, and I was able to meet guys like Jesse James who helped build all my dirt bikes, which is pretty cool. And I kept them all because I knew one day those two strokes would be badass. And so we're starting to break them out now. Uh, But the story goes, you know, coming from a small town and and not taking no for an answer and, and going against the grain and taking chances and not wanting to go back. And, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's still happening to this day. I still have that drive of like small town kid trying to go against the odds. And, and I can't believe all the people I've met. I've met a lot of my heroes, you know, like a lot of my heroes. When I was a little kid, I had pictures of Ricky Johnson on my wall, Jeff Ward, uh, You know, now those dudes, I call them, you know, all the time. We talk like friends all the time. Never what I thought when I was a little kid, those my heroes would be my friends, right? So, but that just in reality shows that it can happen, right? Like, that can happen. Yeah, well, and
1: you talk about a small town, and I know, like, I'm from a small town. Matt, you guys are small town. You and your brother, or Matt and Josh. Um, But it's like, you know, I feel like some of us, you know, with that upbringing, you know, and like you said, that blue-collar work ethic, like, I know me, like, even to this day, I do pretty well for myself. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I think all of us sitting here, do yeah. well for ourselves but like i'm always scared like to me like at some point the rug's gonna be pulled out from under me yeah. so it's like you still to this day it's like you have that drive to do to do yeah. more and go farther you know
2: yeah i always in it trust me i think about that because it's in my contracts right if i screw up <laughs> too bad i start losing deals but um it's pretty funny like because I'll, I'll let it out of the bag but like they're in contracts if you ever had an athlete contract it usually says in there if you get um, arrested for something like a, a felony, right? They can take your contract, yeah. right? But I put in there, I said, no, I have to be convicted of a felony. <laughs> like, so, anyway, that kind of describes my militia, <laughs> my militia days. And, um, but, but obviously things have changed with family, but it's cool, because in my my uh, era, I was able to be a racer, Supercross, I was dead serious about uh, racing, went to freestyle. We were partying and being crazy, setting this image of the militia in X Games. And, um, and then went back to racing and, and then family. But it's kind of cool because even I still to this day, obviously, I screw up and have my bad days. But I'm still always can just blame it on the militia, right? I can be like, hey, that's militia. <laughs> you got hey, like a built-in scapegoat built in for life. Scapegoat, so it's <laughs> all good. dude.
11: One thing I've noticed about you, yeah. Brian, is you've you've kind of turned into a pretty awesome, inspirational dude, man. Like a lot of your posts are – it's not just raw aggression anymore. I think it's like a, a settled-in, like, fatherly kind of advice that's coming <laughs> yeah, out yeah, of you. It's really cool to see as somebody who has a kid, too. Yeah. It's it's cool to point to that and go, yeah, this look at what this dude's doing with his family. You know? Yeah,
2: no, thanks. Uh, it's cool because, you know, growing up, you know, like I said – I I, my dad raised me. I was focused on racing, and that's all that really mattered to me. And then I, you know, as I grew up and went through X Games, and was really about me and my buddies, and we were being rebel guys, and and we didn't really care what influence we had on people. Like we really were were doing, you know, gnarly things, and you know, and and I didn't really think about the kids, to be honest, like because I didn't have kids, you know. And so once I had kids, I started going, man, everything I do or say is influencing the youth. And and then I watch my kids get influenced by other people, such as musicians or different things that I'm like, man, I don't really want that. Like certain things that are bad. And then I started saying, you know what? That's probably not good for me to do things that can influence kids in a bad way. Right. You know, even though it does happen, you know, I'm human. But overall, I said, if I have this this platform and I can help people get better on their bad days and that's cool right right because I've been in that position you know of of people having the bad days or or struggling to make success happen and I just felt like if I could help people with that that's cool so anyway that's kind of a thing that's just naturally progressed I guess yeah
11: no it is really cool and 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 Travis has done the same thing you know a lot of guys in the sport I think that have they've matured they've you know got married had kids started families now they're they're putting that energy back out there in a positive way. It's cool to see. Yeah, you
2: know? which could I mean, you could it could go many different ways, right? Like, yeah. Um, but Travis. You know, Travis had his moments, right? He was good, goody, a good guy. Then he kind of went to party guy when we went to good guy, <laughs> and, and, um, and it's just cool, whatever. He's late bloomer. I think that, the party guy's still there. The party guy's still there too. I just yeah. don't know if it's quite as public. Yeah, 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 yeah. There were so, there were a
11: couple weird rally races. We won't talk yeah, about. Yeah, I'm there in sure. Michigan. I'm sure a lot's brushed under the rug. But
2: but it is cool because he, he's a father now. He has kids, which. A lot of us are now yeah. right so we a lot have a lot of us are fathers you know married or have kids and there's more to life than just us now so it's it's a different way you know a way yeah. of looking at it yeah.
1: well you know and talking about that i think one of the cool things you know is i know josh got a question on social media and i know you know but like when you started your career social media wasn't out there you know and and so you know you had you know the The events that were televised on TV and X Games every year and stuff like that where people really got to know you, you know, we're talking magazines before we went on to air and things like that, but it was really hard to get your story out. So you had these, these brief glimpses into Brian Deegan that people were judging you on, you know, And, and then in between they saw nothing. You know, other than maybe a video you put out and things like that now, like, you know, instantly you can pull your phone out of your pocket and it's like, bam, you have instant access to millions of people, you know? And so, like, I think it's interesting how this entire movement and and just how you probably approach sponsorship and and generating income, you know, when you first started out versus now, like the business model, everything's completely changed,
2: man. Yeah, it's different, you know, and like our big moments were X Games, you know, when when we had a moment on TV, that was X Games and that was once a year, twice a year. That so when that happened, we were like, "Oh, it's we're going all out. We're going to steal the camera time, and we have to get the most out of this hour or whatever it was, good or bad. We got the media, you know." And so now you have every day. I wake up and do media. I wake up and check media. I go to bed and check media. Like at the end of the day, it's it's all day. If I like want to hire someone, I just go on their Facebook. I just go on there. You know, I go Instagram. How who is this guy? Right. So it's too easy to research people now, but. It's easy to, to follow athletes and pick your guy. And I feel like, you know, now I've had a good run of five, ten years of, you know, being a dad and, and focused on family. Is that I think no matter what, even if someone's, you know, like my image I had, it took a while to shake that image, you know, from the militia days. And, and you know, people are like, oh, Deegan was, you know, he's, he's a bad dude or he does this or he does that. And people are like, no, I really, you don't know him. You know, I've heard that a lot. But now it's like socials told the story, right? It's, it's more of live by your actions is what we've done over you know, the last so many years. So, yeah, I think even if I did have a mishap or screw up, people kind of go, well, we kind of know who this dude is now because like, of social media, right? It, it, it's hard to hide anything anymore. You know, I heard that like with social, there's going to come a day where you can't hide anything yeah. anymore. Probably part of
1: you loves that yeah. <laughs> social wasn't around at a pertin- certain time. Oh, yeah, day, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and me and my
2: buddies say that one, too. Yeah. We're like, thank God there was no cell phones back <laughs> in our day. Yeah, uh, um, but yeah, it's because uh, everything's documented now. Everything, you know, which, hey, it's a good thing and a bad thing. But it's a much tougher generation for kids to grow up in now. It is. It just is, you know, because you're under the microscope, under the microscope. Yeah. Yeah,
1: So that was a a little bit of a teaser with Brian Deegan. Uh, Hopefully uh, you got a taste of what's to come on that entire interview on Project Action. Also, go and check out his new show, The Deegans, on podcast one and iTunes. Hit the subscribe button to both of them. And uh, yeah, man, it was uh, it was a good time with Brian Deegan. Thank you guys. Enjoy that full interview. So we're going to take a short commercial break. And you know what? Up next. We're keeping it on two wheels, well, four once in a while, but we've got Showtime Jeremy McGrath making his Down and Dirty Radio Show debut right here, right now, today on the show. You don't want to miss that. It's coming up right after this on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor. Anywhere is possible. It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire's wide variety of tires for whatever it is that you drive. Whether you're looking for off-road capability balanced with impressive on-road performance or ultra-high performance offering all-season traction designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has what you need to get where you're going. General Tire, providing anywhere is possible with a down-and-dirty radio show since 2012. Do you race or are you a weekend warrior? Have you checked on the date on your helmet recently? Don't get caught off guard by using an outdated helmet. Impact Racing, the leader in motorsport safety, has new SA 2015 helmets to fit your budget. Whether you're looking for a helmet with a full carbon fiber shell to take you to victory at the Indy 500 or just looking for some helmets for a weekend at Glamis, Impact Racing has a helmet for you. Find out more information at impactraceproducts.com or on Facebook at Impact Safety. Super ATV is the industry leader in aftermarket UTV and ATV parts and accessories. Super ATV products are designed, engineered, tested, and manufactured right here by Super ATV. Whether you're looking to upgrade your suspension, get stronger axles, or you're looking for a new winch to get you out of a tough spot, Super ATV has what you're looking for. And since we know you're in a hurry, we offer fast free shipping to the lower 48 states on all orders. Visit superatv.com now and get your UTV or ATV dialed in you're
0: listening to the down and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor all killer and no filler
1: welcome back to the down and dirty radio show I'd like to welcome uh my good friend jeremy mcgrath to the show we were just talking off air finally man it's been uh been a long time coming <laughs> but uh I'm stoked to finally have y'all buddy
5: oh man thanks for having me yeah it's been a long time coming we what we were talking about that we've been trying to set this thing up for quite a few years now, but it's definitely, uh, time to knock it off the list. So thanks for having me.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm already, my wheels are already turning. I know like this, uh, this past week, I went out and spent, uh, Spent a day with uh, Brian Deegan, and we sat down, and we talked for, like, almost an hour and a half, two hours, like, on his whole career and things like that. And I've been fortunate to be able to do that with Ken Block and Pastrana. And I'm like, now, like, now you're going to get a text from me, Jeremy, when do we get to knock this deal out? I want to come and, like, sit down and bring a film crew and, and knock out a whole, like, talk about your whole career and span it. You know, we can't do that on the national show, but I'm like, wheels are already clicking, man.
5: Yeah, well, this is a this is a nice start to it, but yeah. we we can put that together, no problem at all.
1: Yeah. So, no, we got you on the show, and uh, good reason, man. Um, Dude, coming out of nowhere, LucasO Off-Road Racing Series, sweeping the weekend, man. I know uh, you had a good run at Cran, (laughs) and I was fortunate to be able to call that. But, uh, I mean, I know with this whole Pro 2 image and thing, I know you saw maybe a little bit of opening there where you could sneak in and run up front and and do pretty well. But, dude, sweeping a weekend, you couldn't have saw that coming, man.
5: Well, no, I definitely didn't see it coming. You know – it's true like what a month ago i, I wanted to be there for Cranen. you know this year i stopped chasing the point series in the lucas series so um i had raced the series for eight years finally won the championship just so pumped got the pro 2 title in 17 um 18 we kind of decided all right this would be the last year that i'll chase the points and then for 19 season figured all right let's work on the truck get it ready uh they have like you said they have the new pro 2m which is the spec engine little smaller block and um so when i decided we were going to crannon for the 50th i was like all right let's build the truck and put the smaller engine so we can race with all the pro twos that are back there and uh i didn't didn't want to have to uh use the open motor like we had used in the past so it was time to change it up and Cranon went well, so we were like, "All right, well, let's let's take this thing to Glen Helen and and see how it goes." And uh, obviously, I was pretty confident in my truck, and we went out and tested a few times and got it sorted out. And I was like, "Oh, this thing's pretty good." And uh, but yeah, I mean, to be able to sweep the weekend, you know, I hadn't—I'm not sure I, I've ever done that short course. So it was a pretty pretty amazing weekend.
1: Yeah, well, that's gonna have you pretty excited. Uh, we're gonna see you at uh, in Phoenix at the finale now. I mean, the Cup races—there's a little bit of extra money on the line there too.
5: Uh, I've gotten that question probably a hundred times since we raced <laughs> Glen Helen last week. And the answer is no. I, uh, you know, I promised myself, you know, look, I've, you, you know, my career and you know, my story, I've raced, raced motorcycles, raced trucks, raced a little bit of everything my whole life. And I just, as soon as I stopped chasing the championship, I just said, look, we're going to do stuff that makes sense, stuff that we can do. Great promotion and and hook up our partners like maxis and Icon and Rigid and and you know all the the people that are really helping me and I think it's you know it was like hey if we can have some fun and and go do it that's what we're gonna do and um, you know we came to Glen Helen had a phenomenal weekend it was just I mean you can't dream of those kind of weekends so um, we we went big but our our plan was never to go to Arizona you know our plan was never to get make it to the finals. We um, wanted to race Glen Helen, and, and it went well. And so, shoot, everyone can sit on that one for a while, you know?
1: yeah well and, and you think that's uh you know i know you see a lot of guys kind of moving to to something like that you know it's you, you've been on the road for your entire life you know whether it be chasing supercross yeah. and motocross titles and then obviously you know you'd mentioned there with uh you know running seven years in, in pro two but you know do you feel like that's you know there's i don't know to me there's probably a little bit more happiness in that right where you're not having to worry about the grind of an every weekend and you can just show up three or four times a year and and have some fun and uh you know know you can run up front it, to me it's got to maybe there's it's a little more fulfilling that way too
5: well i mean certainly last weekend was super fulfilling i mean i hadn't raced my truck in eight months and
1: uh with the exception of driving it at crannon
5: a couple of weeks before so uh you know it's i think you just at this point the world is so media driven and we have some different style things we can do with shooting videos and and you know we can all sort of thank ken block for that kind of avenue yeah. that we've been using lately and um You know, so I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure. I I think for our team and our partners, we can get more eyeballs on just doing one-off stuff. And, uh, you know, last weekend, like I said, gun home was crazy. We just went out and won the race qualified first and both days. And I mean, the guys I normally race with, I never even saw on the weekend. So that was, (laughs) that was pretty crazy. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's one of those things. I know that in the, in the future, they're going to be moving. Everyone's probably going to be moving and down to the small engine and, and the whole class will be together again which which racing will be just crazy insane again but um last weekend was was great and and to be able to just have a nice weekend like that and be able to walk away and go all right let's what's our next plan and you know that's a good feeling yeah
1: you know i gotta go back to you mentioned Cranon, uh you know how was that going to crannon i mean yes, I you know i've been fortunate the past three years to be able to kind of call the races back there and stuff but it's uh Dude is a, is an Arizona boy going back there to, to watch that that's that's got to just be a little bit insane man.
5: Well, you know if you don't if you remember a few years ago it wasn't I mean I knew I'd always wanted to get back to Crandon, but it wasn't uh I wasn't sucked to fish out of water on this last trip because I had raced for Johnny Greaves in the Monster Toyota team a few years back maybe nine years ago okay. when I first started racing trucks. And so I had the opportunity to race Cranon a few times. And, uh, you know, I would, I can imagine, I mean, I remember my first time going there, I was just like, what in the world, this place is crazy with all the high speed and that first corner with the land rush start. I mean, it's, it is, it really is amazing, an amazing place, but I was ready. I mean, I was ready. And when I went there, my, my, I was ready to run up front and that's what we did. And, almost i mean we got two podiums out of the three races that we we raced and then to get that podium in the cup race was just i mean way more than we had ever expected so but i knew we had a fast truck so it was just get some good starts and see if we can lead laps and and that's what we did so it was a great weekend i mean when you go to a race like Cranon versus everything else you're kind of like wow you definitely know you're at the pinnacle
1: yeah, it's yeah, and I, I think it's hard to even explain it to people who haven't actually been there, you know. But it's just like you said, it, it, you yeah. you just walk in and it's like I've been to the Indy Five Hundred uh, quite a few times, and you walk into Cran and I get the same feelings. Like you just know you're someplace special, you know. And I think that's yeah, there's just yeah. something about it, you know.
5: And you know, I, I think that out on the West Coast we have a lot of action, we have a lot of racing, a lot of desert racing, and and even you know we've had short course over the last you know however many years. But I just don't think you can get that type of facility anywhere out west. So, yeah. I mean, yes, Cranon is a monster. It's an awesome track, awesome race. But just to be able to go there and see that property and be able to drive there and and see those kind of speeds with that kind of crowd. And I mean, that that's, that, that's exactly why we all race, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's funny. You talk about the facility. It's like, I, I've driven back through the campground stuff and I feel like it just keeps going deeper and deeper into the woods and you just like, you never see the end of it. It's like, oh, there's more people. Oh, there's more people. It's like, wow, where are these people coming from? <laughs> yeah,
5: <laughs> that, that is for sure, man. You, you walk back there or you cruise back there on a pit bike or even a side-by-side, whatever, and man. Yeah. It's pretty unbelievable what you can find in that campground.
1: Yeah. Well, and I know, uh, you know, you, you were, uh, pretty busy this week. I know we we're doing some stuff with Kawasaki. I know you're still involved with the brand man dealer show. They had some, uh, that's some pretty big announcements coming out of Kawasaki this week.
5: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I was, uh, just talking to my, the guy that runs my, you know, helps me manage the team. He's like, dude, you've been super busy this week. And it's funny. Uh, Sunday was Glen Helen and then Monday morning was the Kawasaki dealer convention in Palm desert. So. Went home that night, woke up at 5 a.m. to split, Go down. had to be down in Palm Desert at 8 o'clock. So, yeah, it really hasn't stopped. The Kawasaki show is going this week, obviously with a huge announcement this week with the new Terex KRX-1000, and that's the new side-by-side for Cowie. And uh, it's the introduction's been great. So, uh, in fact, I'm sitting here looking at one right now. I picked up mine yesterday, and I'm itching to go get this thing dirty. But it's uh, it's been a long time coming for Cowie and i've driven this thing it's it's it drives super well the chassis on this thing is super fun super stable they had a uh the demo course i'm not sure if you got a chance to get out and see it but the demo course they had down there was amazing
1: yeah no it looked like it uh, a lot of rock crawling and like a, it just had a bit of everything right
5: oh yeah they had high speed they had rock crawling. They had low speed rock crawling. They had ups and downs, and I mean, the, really, the course. They rented this rock quarry down there, and it it really looked like a video game. It's Pretty incredible. So uh, all the dealers got to go out and do that. Uh, the, they did. They did the first half. of The dealers. The first wave was Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday was the rest of the show. So it finishes up today, but um, it's been a it's been a real busy week. So after after today, we'll it'll be nice to relax and think about that Glen helen race from last week <laughs> yeah. finally
1: so i gotta ask you know yeah obviously <laughs> they got that side-by-side uh you know you you picked yours up any itch to do a little side-by-side racing maybe
5: well you know what certainly the door is open now right the yeah. door has been closed on that for me <laughs> for a long time here and uh now um you know i think after Glen helen my truck's gonna get prepped and parked in the corner we're gonna get a couple. I mean, I have one. I'm picking up another one. We're gonna do a build on the Terex, the new Terex KRX, and uh, I want to build one up for my daughter and myself, and then us go maybe us go do a works race, maybe do King of the Hammers. I don't know. It's kind of, uh, you know, the the slate's pretty clean right now, and it's wide open, so we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, I got a lot of possibilities now. I think that's got uh, people pretty excited. I got to ask before we let you go, though. I know, uh, you know, you're busy, and uh, we're going to be up against time break, but how often are you on a dirt bike anymore, Jeremy?
5: You know, I ride my dirt bike quite a lot. Um, It's probably once every – I don't know if this is a lot, but uh, once every other week probably still. I mean, I raced the Mammoth uh, motocross race in June, the big vet race there this week, this year, um, they have it every year in June. And I was riding quite a lot leading up to the summer and, and prep for trying to be prepped for that race. Uh, ended up getting a victory, which was cool. It was a 40, I rode 40, a 40 pro. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, I try and get out as much as I can. Uh, the dirt bike's going to be a steady in my whole life, you know, for my whole life or most of it, at least, uh, until I can't get the thing off the stand anymore anyway. Um, but I ride my dirt bike quite a lot, and I, I ride my mountain bike quite a lot. And then, you know, my buddies and I go down to Baja a lot. So the side-by-side thing's been, uh, you know, a big, big thing in my life for the past couple of years. So that's why I'm super excited about the new Tarek.
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, – I think the entire industry, you know, it's uh, – you know, obviously I'm a Polaris guy, but I think it's been one of those where everybody knew this was coming in, and – uh I think it's, it's got us all excited, you know, and I know, you know, Cowie, they seem like they were one of those. It's like, you know, if we're, if we're going to come in late to the game, we're going to bring our A game, you know, and I think that's exactly what they did. I think that's, what, that's what's that's what got everybody so dang excited, you know? Well, you know, it's it's so – the last few years have been so
5: exciting with what Polaris and Can-Am have done. I mean, for us, you and I and all the other guys that love to go out and drive, I mean, these vehicles have been amazing and the the kind of progression that they've – put forth over the last few years have, has been amazing and i think you're right you know when honda came out with the talent and and cali now coming out with the new carex uh you know these guys had to they had to be on their a game because there's a lot of competition out there and, and to to be uh in the game with polaris and and these days is going to take some work but uh you know the japanese were up for it obviously uh it's cali's first time in the market for a sport side by side which is um, you know, it's a tough market to jump into, but I'm confident the thing's gonna be awesome. I've driven it, I love it, and uh, you know, we're gonna continue to work on it and just like the other brands, you know, there's there's gonna be stuff coming right behind it to you know, to what's the next thing, you know, people's attention span is so yeah. short these days. <laughs> but uh I'm 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 just stoked I can get out there and enjoy it.
1: Yeah. Well, before we let you go, Jeremy, got to ask, I know, uh, obviously, you know, uh short course kind of wrapped up. You've, you're going to go out and have some fun in the, in the new Cowie, but, uh, you know, looking at, uh, looking at 2020, you think it's just kind of a blank slate. You're just going to take it by, you know, take it as it comes and, uh, maybe do a couple <laughs> of races here and there and just see what, uh, what happens.
5: Yeah. You know, I think, um, the beginning of the year is taken up with, with my stuff at, uh, in, and obviously with Kawasaki and this, the supercross series. Yeah. Uh, I'm still shooting that show called science of supercross that we do each week on the supercross program, which has been really awesome. And so we have, we're starting to shoot already for that. Um, So my, you know, my first part of the year is taken up with two wheel stuff. And then uh, we're going to, you know, now with the new Tarex, we're going to be able to come out and shoot some videos, mix up the social media and the videos with the, with the pro two and with the, you know, my KX 450. So, uh, the door yeah, the door's kind of wide open for, for just new ideas and stuff this, this year. So probably going to shoot four or five, six videos throughout the year, get out and race, depending on what the schedule is. I want to get out and race the truck a few times. Obviously, I'd like to go back to Crandon.
1: And we'll be back after this on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor.
8: Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now.
9: 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063.
12: Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedar sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California blue goo a try call one 330 and you'll receive a one week supply of blue goo absolutely free the makers of blue goo are even paying the shipping the number again is one 330 if you want more information on blue goo visit online at www.dothegoo.com.
3: now available at select big five stores near you the
12: nba season is
3: off and rolling and we're down to the final four in the nfl And now you can get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, betonline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit and make your bets on your favorite teams. Every spread, every total, every winner, every loser. Straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the season. And like I said, it's conference championship time in the NFL, and you can follow all the lines at betonline.ag. The early game on Sunday features Cinderella, Tennessee, on the road at KC a touchdown favorite with a total in the low 50s. And on Sunday evening, Green Bay heads to San Francisco as a touchdown dog with a total in the mid-40s. Who will reign supreme and hoist the conference championship hardware? Before the next kickoff, head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code COACH55 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bring the playoffs home with our exclusive sportsbook partner, betonline.ag. Welcome
1: back here to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim we're here, uh, wrapping up hour number one. Uh, we'll have hour number two. We got power rankings. Tiffany Stone on the show. We'll also have some uh, Lucas Oil results brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. But right now we're going to move into a Dirtfish Rally report for this week, brought to you by our good friends at Dirtfish Rally School. Find out more information on the web at www.dirtfish.com. And uh, if you're looking for a coupon code at Dirtfish to get fifteen percent off any and all classes, use the coupon code Down Dirty DF. That's Down Dirty DF. Then it'll get you fifteen percent off. At Dirtfish, down dirty DF for fifteen percent off at Dirtfish Rally School. So ARX, yes, they were in action. Uh, you know, with this, uh, I guess this uh, final race of the year, um, and uh, it was, uh, it was definitely one for uh, one for the record books, man. Um, you know, had. Uh, had a, a little bit of a shootout there for uh, the championship title in Supercar. Uh, Tanner Faust coming out uh, victorious in Supercar, not on the uh, not on the round, but on the season. He actually failed to qualify for the, the uh, final in the main event. Um, but uh, he took top honors with the championship with 143 points. Chris Atkinson with top honors on the weekend and uh, ended up sliding into second in the championship. Patrick Sandel he ended up uh, third in the championship. And then it was Arpin and Pecoy running out your top five. Uh, so a uh, big shout out to Subaru of America who took home the uh, Manufacturers Championship and also Dirtfish uh, Rally School and Frazier McConnell who took home, uh, who took home the uh, ARX2 or Lights title. So that was your uh, Dirtfish Rally Report for this week brought to you by Dirtfish Rally School. Find out more information on the web at www.dirtfish.com. And don't forget, use that coupon code DOWNDIRTYDF for 15% off. And we'll be back with more right after this.
6: You're listening to the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network.
7: Like what you hear? Catch all the
0: back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, And be sure to rate, review, and subscribe.
1: Welcome back here to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Kicking off hour number two, and we've got uh, we've got some uh, Lucas Oil Off-Road Racing Series results brought to you by our good friends at General Tire, reminding you that anywhere is possible. And looking at Pro 2, obviously we know Showtime Jeremy McGrath taking top honors both uh, Saturday and Sunday. Rodrigo Ampudia now leading the points. Uh, Corey Winter and Jarrett Brooks also sliding in for some podiums uh, for General Tire as well. Looking at Pro 4, it was RJ Anderson with top honors on Saturday. Saturday Sunday went to Kyle Duke then a Pro Light, it was uh, Mickey Thomas taking top honors on Saturday and Brock Hager with the Sunday win. Paul Vorty also making his way to the podium as well. Uh, pro Buggy, it was Chris Noons with the sweep on the weekend. Turbo UTV, it was Trevor Layton with top honors on Saturday. And then moving on to Sunday, it was Ronnie Anderson in that Polaris Razor with top honors. Production 1000 UTV, Brock Hager taking the victory there and the sweep on the weekend for both Days uh, and then looking at uh, some of the carts, it was uh, Shermonte with the victory, as well as Eggleston, and then Junior Two Cart Cade Martin with a victory and Talon Martin, and then Razor One Seventy action. It was George Yamosis with a sweep on the weekend and the points lead right now. So uh, yeah, man, big big weekend out there at Glen Helen for the Lucas Oil Off Road Racing Series. Lucas Oil Off Road Racing Series uh, wraps up uh, here in a couple of weeks at Chandler, Arizona at Wild Horse Pass, uh, aka all you to be known as Firebird Raceway. I still like to refer to it as that. I like to call it Phoenix it's out there in Chandler, technically. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. That is uh, that is what's going on in the world of Lucas Oil Off Road Racing Series. But uh, yeah, a lot of points battle shaping up. And I know one thing I like about Lucas and their cup races. Uh, you know, obviously they got Pro Two, Pro Four, and things like that. But they do some rad stuff like UTVs, Production One Thousand versus Turbo, and uh, they've got some interesting cup races. Some interesting concepts they tried Lucas Off-Road Racing Series. I know the big rumor or the big news is, is everybody's wanting to know what the schedule looks like next year. And I got to tell you, somebody in the know, I don't know. Literally don't know. Asked, don't know. I hear uh, they're very close to having this, uh, the uh, the new schedule, uh, I guess, solidified and done. And uh, when they do, they're hoping in the next couple of weeks to uh, make an announcement on the uh, 2020 Look so Off-Road Racing Series calendar. So it sounds like I do understand construction at Wheatlands is going well, and that should be back on the calendar next year. Obviously, it was on the calendar this year. Tornado came through, and uh, Mother Nature had different ideas. But, uh, yeah, it would be really exciting to have Wheatlands back on the calendar. That's one of those rad races that mixes West and Midwest. So, yeah, that was uh, your results, and uh, we are going to take a short commercial break. We come back. It's going to be Power Rankings right here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor It's more than just a slogan. Anywhere is possible with General Tire. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3 from General Tire. Make your anywhere possible by visiting GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressive styling with the Down and Dirty Radio Show since 2012.
6: 4WP is more than a store. We're truck and Jeep experts and have been for over 50 years. From wheel and tire upgrades to full custom builds, 4WP has you covered. Whether you want to order the best parts online or shop in-store, do the work yourself, or get it done by a pro, all roads lead to 4WP. Do your rig right.
1: Shop online or find your store at 4WP.com. 15% 15% discount. Super ATV is the industry leader in aftermarket UTV and ATV parts and accessories. Super ATV products are designed, engineered, tested, and manufactured right here by Super ATV. Whether you're looking to upgrade your suspension, get stronger axles, or you're looking for a new winch to get you out of a tough spot, Super ATV has what you're looking for. And since we know you're in a hurry, we offer fast free shipping to the lower 48 states on all orders. Visit superatv.com now and get your UTV or ATV dialed in.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network.
1: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver and my media director, Chris Leone, on the line. We are uh, getting ready to uh, do some power rankings. I know the past couple of weeks, kind of been uh, a little light on some of the racing action. I know NHRA still... I don't know. It's weird. Like they're in the middle of the playoffs, Chris, and NHRA is just like, ah, eh, we're gonna park it and take like a couple of week break or something. I feel like we haven't even talked about NHRA in a while, and got this crazy points battle going on over there. But good news is, is I guess uh, NASCAR was in you know racing, but we had more traditional our traditional action motorsports between straight rhythm, uh, Lucas Oil there at uh, Glen Helen. We also had uh, rallycross happening with ARX. I mean, uh, you know, we we had a we had a lot of racing to cover this weekend.
4: Yeah, Jim, I put down 10 or 11 names on my initial, you know, sort of pull them out of a hat and figure out who was going to be on the list and uh, had some very worthy cuts. And, uh, you know, I feel like the five that I came up with were really the best of the best from this week that I could justify. So uh,
1: interested to see if we really line up because I got to
4: say on this one, I don't think we
1: will. Yeah, this is this is going to be interesting. There was a lot of, and it makes it tough when there's a big race, like whether it be one of the, you know, like a Cranon or Glen Helen, like, and you have all these different divisions competing in short course. You know what I mean? There, there's 10 winners, well, times two, a doubleheader weekend. There's a good 20 winners there, you know? So it's like, how do you separate performances, things like that, you know? And it's just, uh, it's going to be interesting to see the way things line up, uh, you know, on ours. So, I guess we should uh we should get into things here. Um, who did you have to kick off things uh at number five, Chris? Well, Jim, for number five, I am gonna head to mid-Ohio for the ARX season finale, but
4: I'm not gonna go with probably who you might think. Uh Tanner Faust finally locked up that uh that ARX supercar title, but he didn't actually make the main event. Uh Chris Atkinson goes up from uh certain points to second by winning the race, but uh, who I'm actually going to go with at my number five, I'm going to go to our friends over at Dirtfish, and I'm going to go to Frazier McConnell, the ARX2 champion, because Frazier actually had a dominant season. Won five out of nine races, including ending the season on a high note with the championship and the uh, final race victory. So, uh, you know, anytime you see a driver like that who has a season like that, and especially the fact that, those ARX2 cars are all equal to one another, Uh, you know, that's the sign of a real wheel man. And, you know, it's also interesting, Frazier being from Jamaica, which is a country that you don't see a lot of top-tier race car drivers from. So it's cool to see, you know, something a little different there, a different flag on top of the podium. And uh, he had a fantastic season here. They uh, in a supercar with Pro Motorsports for his efforts. So uh, looking forward to seeing where his career goes from here. And he is my number five.
1: Yeah, Frazier did have a phenomenal season this year, and I think, uh, you know, it's weird with ARX. It just seems like, you know, there hasn't been a lot of coverage. I know we've covered it here a little bit on the show, but we haven't really talked about Frazier in that that season he has. But, yeah, I mean, you start looking, I mean, just motorsports as a whole – in uh in 2019 and uh you know i'm talking about in this country and uh you know i would honestly i would probably say fraser's season would be a top 10 season in all of 2019 you know and maybe that's something we do at the end of the year you know rank our top 10 uh, performances of the year or something like that i think Frazier will definitely factor into that but it's uh, interesting you mentioned he's from jamaica i was like you know jamaicans and racing you know what i'm just i'm trying to tie get the tie in here like how the hell do we get him on that jamaican bobsled team for the winter olympics put him the driver of that thing like I, i'm just trying to figure out this whole olympic tie in here like i think there's more for young frazier mcconnell than rallycross man i want to get him in the olympics they they could, i'm sure they could use some. Kind. how do race car drivers transition into bobsled drivers chris i don't know that's what i want to know But uh... I don't know. Jeff, I think Jeff Bodine did that for a little while,
4: though. They did a few events where they had the NASCAR drivers run the bobsleds and they flipped a few of them.
1: It was a good time, though. Well, I know Bodine. He got so deep into it. He went and he was looking at these old riggedy bobsleds the United States team had, and then he was looking at uh, you know some of the stuff that the other countries had, uh, you know, specifically like the Norwegians and stuff. And he's like, "How are we this far behind the eight ball?" So Bodine, I think he got so involved, like he actually started designing bobsleds for the U.S. Olympic team, and uh, they actually did wind tunnel testing and things like that with bobsleds. Like I think Bodine literally got. You want to talk about got bit by the boat. Bug like he went in deep yeah
4: he absolutely did and I know that the uh benefits to the technology are still kind of uh in play for the U.S. bobsled team so you know that's really cool that's interesting my uh my co-host on iRacing Downshift Greg West was actually an Olympic skeleton uh, competitor, so certainly involved in that world and on those tracks. So That's I might have to ask him a little bit about if he ever worked with the Bodines or anything.
1: Yeah, skeleton's another level of crazy because you're going down on your belly, like head first. Like if you crash, dude, it's like snap neck. Like, you no, know, I mean, s- Luge is nuts, bobsleds, nuts, skeleton, that's next level crazy. Like, yeah, that's just one of those, I don't know, man. I would actually, yeah. I'm going to have to do an interview with your co-host there at some point, I think. We're going to talk some skeleton. But uh, all that being said, I guess I need to get to my number five, and I will go to middle Isle. but I'm going to do what you did not do, and no, Tanner Faust is not my guy. I wanted Tanner to be on my list so bad this week, but uh, I just couldn't do it, man. Like, he got a championship great, but we take that seven-day window or – you Know and I guess eh, maybe we could have counted in last week's results. I don't know. I had to go with Atco though. Um, you know, he like you'd said, he moved from uh, third to second in the points. Uh, he had a solid effort, two wins on the season, wrapped things up at the finale with another victory. Uh, also secured that team championship for Subaru of America. Um, so I had to, add uh, a had to roll with Atco um, on my list, uh, at number five. Is- hey, and you know. In all fairness, though, Tanner, we did get him on last week for
4: yes. uh, taking the victory for the Americas. I think he was the only matchup that we had, you know, in on both of our lists. I think he was number five for both of us. So, you know, we see you, Tanner. Congratulations on, you know, getting another championship. And I know it was a long time coming. It's like six,
1: seven years, right? Like, I mean, yeah, Scott
4: Speed locked him up year after year after year, and You know, I'm sure that Tanner was probably getting a little angst, you know, angsty, like, uh, when's my turn coming? When's my time coming? And this really wasn't a year that looked like they were going to have a chance against the mighty Subaru factory efforts. But, uh, you know, Tanner still found a way to pull out. I mean, he is the most experienced rally bus driver we have in the States. You know, he's one of the winningest. He's always been one of the most successful. So well-deserved championship. Didn't make the list for either of us, like we said, with the, uh, missing the final but certainly still well deserved
1: well you know and that being said i know uh, you know and uh we'll kind of carry this and then we'll go to break and get to our top four but you know talking about tanner i know like you said this was a year we didn't expect a lot out of him you know and uh he's i don't want to say that you know because tanner is tanner like i always expect you he's going to be around the podium conversation you could put him in just you know you can put them in just about anything and tanner's going to drive the wheels off of it so I, I don't mean that in a bad way but i think just with the factory teams and subaru and um you know they're coming with a loaded team and and volkswagen you know they're 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 at a crossroads with that program with andretti and volkswagen on you know what do you do next and things like that you know because the beetle's been phased out and things like that and this was kind of like the swan song for the beetle rallycross program you know and i i think that's one of those a lot of people are wondering what's tanner doing next year you know and and things like that but i think this is an interesting year and a turning point i I think Tanner actually needed this championship because with all those changes I just mentioned happening, I think there was probably a gray area. Like, where, what is Tanner doing next year? Where does he go? And I think, you know, if uh, you're going to put a rally cross program together in 2020, like – he's got to be at the top of the list. Like I want Tanner Faust. He is my guy. Right. And I think Tanner needed this season to be like, Hey, I'm still here. I'm still a badass, and I'm still one of the best to ever wheel a rally cross car, Chris.
4: Yeah, definitely. Jim. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what the long-term future is, whether, you know, wh- whether Tanner puts something to elsewhere, whether Tanner stays with Andretti. I mean, I haven't spoken to him in quite a while and I certainly wouldn't broach that question right away, even if I had, but, um, you know, because that's just the way that Rallycross works in this country, right? We don't get a schedule until January or February. We don't start the season until June. It's a very different timeline than a lot of the other motorsports work on. And that does make it hard on the one hand to get a program together, because if you're trying to secure a marketing budget before December 31st, you know, you're, you're probably in trouble because you don't necessarily know where you're racing. And if those markets are going to work for your sponsors, but on the other hand, it does give you an extra couple of months to dig for some of those last minute deals. And, I mean, we've seen it throughout the years. It always seems like a lot of deals get put together last minute. I feel like the only program that we really know of, you know, for sure what it's going to look like next year would be Subaru. Cause I can't see them making any changes. I figure that low and grow will probably look pretty similar as well, but you know that is still a question mark. You know what's going to happen with Andretti? Are they going to build new cars? Are they going to build different cars? Is the Beetle actually going to come back? I can't necessarily see that happening if it's no longer sold here. But then again, Ford phased out the Mustang and they're still racing Fiestas over in the low and grow camp. So I guess never say never.
1: Yeah, you just never, uh, yeah, you never quite tell. But, uh, you know, the one thing we do know is, is you know, as is the case with Truex and NASCAR and things like that, uh, you know, champions always find a ride some some way, somehow. It's not a good for a series to have a champion who uh, doesn't have a ride the next year of some sort, you know. So I think uh, Tanner is definitely safe. But uh, we got to take a short commercial break. We come back. Chris and I will have our top four here in Power Rankings on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor.
9: That's 800-472-5145. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets?
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network.
1: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor, Jim Beaver, Chris Leone. Uh, just getting done with our, our, I guess, our top two in powering, or our top, uh, our top, our number, f- our, the top of our list. I've totally butchered this, Chris. Number five in our power rankings, Chris had Fraser mcconnell from Dirtfish. I had Chris Atkinson from Subaru, both victorious in uh, in America's Rallycross, uh, one taking the supercar victory, one taking the, uh, I guess, what is it, ARX2. I want to call it light still, but uh, everybody knows what I'm talking about. So we're moving on to number four on our list. Before I butcher this any further, Chris, who did you have <laughs> at number four on your list for this week? Well, Jim, I, <laughs> I've been flipping and
4: flopping between the uh, break trying to figure out who am I going to go with on three and who am I going to go with on four? Cause I have them pretty equal, but I guess the one who's kind of going to get the cut and the demotion heading to Dover. And I am giving it to Kyle Larson at number four, uh, punched his ticket to the next round of the NASCAR cup playoffs. And that is always got to be a relief, but even more so going to Talladega this week where, you know, you assume that that car is not coming back in one piece with uh, the pack racing and the potential for the big one. But Kyle Larson made the most of an interesting into Dover. It seemed like a lot of drivers had a really hard time passing one another. So finding your way to get out front was super, super important. He managed to do that. They put it all together. And, uh, you know, Kyle Larson, Kurt Busch was the stronger driver at Chip Ganassi Racing for the early stages of the year, but it's Kyle Larson moving on right now. So uh, number four on my list goes to him.
1: A oh, solid, solid pick there at number four. For me, I am going to uh, – we're going to go over to Straight Rhythm. Uh, We're gonna go to Red Bull Straight Rhythm. I know this is this is a big weekend for uh, off-road fans and dirt fans in Southern California. You had Glen Helen going on, and at the same time, literally only about 15, 20 miles away, you had uh, Red Bull Straight Rhythm. So if you're a dirt fan, I know there's a lot of people out of Glen Helen earlier in the day. Uh, They checked out, went over to went over to uh, Straight Rhythm, uh, saw that, and then came back on Sunday. So it was. uh, I tell you what, if you were an off-road or a dirt fan, uh, this was the weekend for you uh, in Southern California, that's for sure. But Speaking of Red Bull Straight Rhythm, this has become one of my favorite events of the year. Um, you know, it's it's you know October's become really. We've got two of the big motocross supercross events in the you know in the country that weekend. You know, you've got Red Bull Straight Rhythm, which uh, you know is is so different than anything we see, and then you've got Red Bull or you've got excuse me Monster Energy Cup, which is uh, um, you know it, is the complete opposite, but it's still it's a million dollars on the line, different format with the three races. Like, it's kind of cool that you've got the two. And, you know, Monster Energy Cup, there's a lot of money on the line. Everybody takes that really seriously, and it's kind of our window into uh – what's going to happen in the following season. I feel like Red Bull straight rhythm. It's where everybody goes to have fun. You know, you got guys like Ryan Villopoto coming back. You got guys like uh, Travis Pastrana who shows up. You know, he always brings these wild creations guys, bring the two strokes out, you know, and race two strokes and things like that. You know, and I, I do have to give an honorable mention to Travis Pastrana for his backflip, um, you know, on his 500 uh, <laughs> CC two stroke. Uh, but for my power rankings, I got a go roll with Ken Roxon And I know, uh, he was riding Jeremy McGrassell one so eight hundred collect uh, dirt bike, uh, um, Honda dirt bike, and I think uh, McGrath even posted something to Instagram and uh, kind of tipped the cap to Roxon because he re- he literally threw back the uh, the the throwback uh, you know jersey and the whole works looked just like Jeremy McGrass old stuff, but it said one eight hundred Roxon instead of one eight hundred collect and uh, <laughs> uh, but Roxon, I mean, dominating effort there and. You know, these guys take it seriously. It is a lot of fun. These guys have a ton of fun. You know what I mean? But uh, it is a serious race. And, uh, you know, and for those reasons, I got to have Ken Roxon uh, on my list there at number four. And I think uh, with Roxon, you know, like we said, he struggled to come back after those. Um, he had some catastrophic crashes and injuries but i think at the end of this season and now looking at red bull straight rhythm i think roxon's back to 100 percent has me really excited for uh, the 2020 supercross season to see i think he's really going to be a factor in this championship hunt but uh, roxon at number four chris
4: yeah jim and i will get to uh ken in a couple of minutes but uh for my number three i'm actually gonna Cross the uh, state a little bit, head over to Glen Helen for uh, Lucas Oil Off Road, the race that uh, you were calling this weekend, and I'm going to go with Brock Hager at my number three. Brock had a fantastic weekend, uh, swept, I believe it was the Production 1000 UTV races, two podiums, including one victory in Pro White. Any time that you can go four or four on podiums in a week, I don't care what two classes. You're doing. It's to my list i think the only weekend where you might get bumped on that is if there's a lucas race on memorial day weekend which i know there's not but because then you have to go up against the indy 500 the coke 600 the monaco crown prix that one you might get bumped but you know anytime like i said you go four for four on podiums you're going to be on my list brock hager uh one of the lucas soil off-road drivers that is going to make my list and uh I'm sure that you've probably got some ideas on who else might be on my list later, but Hager at number three for me
1: yeah, well, and uh to mirror that we'll roll into my number three, which was brock hager so uh we are uh we are even on this one, chris, and uh, for all those same reasons you said I've got Hager at number three, uh you know, not to discredit his performances uh to have him at number three, I just thought there was one guy that uh you know had a little bit uh A little bit better performance on the weekend um, just because of the divisions he did it in. Um, But, uh, yeah, Hager, this kid, he never ceases to amaze me uh, with how fast he is behind the wheel of anything. I know he's going to be in action at Best in the Desert this weekend at Laughlin. This kid flies. He is definitely the future of off-road. And, uh, you know, solid weekend, like you said, 4 for for 4 podium sweeping uh, production 1,000. Took a pro-light win. He is definitely number three on my list. Uh, which takes us to number two, Chris, our top two on the week. Uh, who did you have at number two? Yeah, Jim. And, you know, I spent all this
4: time thinking about something clever to say about Ken Rockson with the 1-800-COLLECT branding, and I was going to make a dial down the center reference, but that was 1-800-CALL-ATT. <laughs> so that'd be me screwing up my, uh, you know, the two biggest competitors at that time. So we don't want to go that route. But, uh, yeah, I'm giving Kenny Roxon my number two Um like we've said, Red Bull Straight Rhythm really is a serious race. It just happens to be a serious race that's not attached to a championship, so you can actually go out and have fun. And God, uh, the tribute stuff is always so cool. I mean, Cooper Webb did, the, uh, did another Jeremy McGrath uh, tribute, putting his own name in the Hot Wheels logo. I mean, you had guys paying tribute to Ernesto Fonseca, Kevin Windham. The, you know, AJ Catanzaro looked more like Travis Pastrana than Travis Pastrana <laughs> did this weekend. It's it's just always such a cool show. But Kenny Roxham was perfect on the weekend, which is, for an event unlike any other, I would say is an accomplishment. But not only that, I mean, you've got to give credit where credit's due to Brandon Harttrap for, uh, you know, qualifying first. and. He had some pretty big shoes to fill too, because he was wearing Evil Kennebels one. He was wearing the, you know, Evil's red, white, and blue colors, and man, he showed up too. You know, first in qualifying, made it all the way to the finals. But you know, what can you say about a guy like Ken Roxon? And, and it was awesome to have some active Supercross front runners. You know, a little more than in the past. We had Ryan Dungey last year, but. You know, that was after Ryan is already retired. This year, not only did we have Ken Roxon, but we had Cooper Webb show up. We had Jason Anderson show up. So you had the two most recent supercross champs. You know, you had Cole Seeley just fresh off of retirement, kind of giving it one last go. Uh, You had Tyler Bowers there, and he was the one who actually took down Travis Pastrana in that 500cc showdown. But God, did Travis make it close, even still doing backflips? So. Yeah, honorable mention for me to Travis as well, but Ken Roxon to me was the star of that weekend, so I got to give him number two.
1: Yeah, well, I I'm not going to argue with uh, Ken Roxon at all. I'm going to move to number two though. I had Kyle Larson. I know we're uh, we're down to about two minutes in the segment, so I'll keep her quick. Uh, but uh, same reasons you said earlier on, uh, you know, obviously taking uh, taking a, van- uh, a win, uh, stamping his ticket to the next uh, next uh, round of the playoffs. Uh, you know, one over. Uh, one over Truex, I think it was a little over uh, one and a half seconds, and uh, you know, anytime you can uh, snap a seventy-five race drought and you do it in the playoffs in NASCAR, uh, to me, that's definitely uh, that's definitely something big. Larson probably one to one to watch as these playoffs from wind down. You know, he's heating up, and now's the time to do it. So Kyle Larson, number two on my list, which brings us to number one, Chris, and I think uh, you and I are probably uh, probably the same on uh, on number one. Well, I don't know, Jim. Was it uh was it Showtime this weekend in Glen Helen? Uh like I said when I was calling the race, it is go time for Showtime and uh you know, he put it together, man. <laughs> Swept the weekend in Pro 2. Uh I don't know, man. That's crazy. Guy comes, I don't want to say out of retirement. He wasn't retired, but you know, he went to uh went to Crandon, had a good run. I think he turned some heads there, but comes there and you sweep Pro 2 in your first weekend in the Lucas Oil Off-Road Racing Series in 2019. Like, dude, crazy I think he's the one to he's the one to watch going into these cup races at Chandler here in a couple of weeks
4: man I don't know what it is that Jeremy McGrath and his team did over the course of the year when they weren't running but they figured something out because I think I think Jeremy actually had a couple of podiums at Crandon as well I mean geez that's that talk about Starting your season late, but with a vengeance.
1: Well, and everything you said, I completely agree. That's why Jeremy McGrath is at the top of my list as well. Uh, Big props to Showtime on the epic weekend out there at Glen Helen. But we are going to take a short commercial break. And when we return, it is going to be Tiffany Stone on the line here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor.
7: I don't even recognize myself anymore.
2: I'm really worried about him. His addiction...
14: products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network.
1: Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'd like to welcome my partner in crime, Tiffany Stone, to the line. T-Stone, I know you are getting ready for Trail to SEMA, getting ready for LSPR, getting ready for the SEMA Show. You got a lot going on. Not only that, but you and I are mixing in Halloween and all the shenanigans. Now, you know, you and I are both big Halloween people. Yes. That's it? That's all you got for me? Yes? Yes. (laughs) i feel like i i set this whole thing up t-stone it was just like yes i'm like wow like i i that was deflating to me (laughs) t-stone
13: no no i'm i'm so excited for halloween honestly right now uh i have some halloween costumes that are going to be set up because we'll be on the trail to see them during halloween so i'm trying to figure out what i could successfully wear and feel and still be able to wheel in and uh that's kind of what my, my plan is right now, but I love Halloween. I love anything like, you know, how everybody takes Halloween costumes and then, you know, most women will like make it uh, like, Oh, I'm a nurse, but I'm a sexy nurse. Oh, I'm a, a maid. I'm a sexy maid me. I'm like, Oh, I'm a ringmaster. I'm a dead and bloody gory ringmaster. Oh, I'm a cat. Well, I'm a dead and bloody gory cat who got in a cat fight and created scratches on her face. Like, I'm the person that will take the blood, take the gore and make whatever any normal female would make cute and sexy. I just make it gory and bloody. Yeah.
1: I, I love that you say that too, because I don't know what it is about girls in Halloween, but it's like, yeah, we've got to be a sexy witch. We've got to do this and that. I'm like, ladies, you don't have to do that. This is Halloween. It's like, you know, it's like some places it's like 40 degrees out and they're in these mini skirts. Like I'm a sexy zombie cheerleader in a mini skirt or something. And I'm like, like, seriously, it doesn't always have to be that way. Like, I would rather somebody do this badass makeup or, like you said, like shredding. And I get it. Some things are shredded, but it's like it doesn't always have to be in a crop top. I'm like, yeah, nurses don't dress that way. Nurses don't have cleavage. If you're going to be a nurse, like a zombie nurse, it doesn't have to be a sexy zombie nurse. Mm-hmm. I love that you take that stance on it because I, I so feel that way. And I wish a lot of ladies would like, be like, take a clue. Like, it's Halloween. You don't always have to sex it up, you know?
13: Well, and that's the thing, it's like, okay, well, you're just really saying, hey, I want to dress like this all the time, but I don't feel confident with myself, so I'm just (laughs) going to wait till the one month out of the year and nobody's going to judge me. No, just, if you want to wear a short, sexy skirt and be that sexy nurse with your cleavage out, do it 364, because Christmas, you can take the day off, days a year, and just go with it. Like me, I'm like, uh... Like, I've been posting some photos, you know, I just did one with my friend Chelsea two years ago. We were literally the serial killer purge twins. Like, you know, with the eek, 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 and and stuff. And, like, if you look at my Instagram, it's literally wearing a mask, and I'm about to post this cool video of us. Like, we, one, looked like twins to begin with, but we wore the same exact clothing. We did everything, and the only way you could tell the difference was – she had a a cleaver, and I had an, uh, a regular stabbing knife. I don't know. Is a knife called a stabbing knife? Is it, is it called a stabbing a knife, st- or is it just a knife? I don't know. A stabbing knife. <laughs> a
1: stabbing knife. It's just, you wonder, too. There There's some, like, you look at a butcher table or a butcher shop or something, and there's some knives in there. And you look at it, and you go, yeah, the, the only thing that serves a purpose for is to kill somebody. Like, legit. Like, what What are you going to do with that? You know what I mean? And I'm sure some butcher will be like, oh, no, there's a use for that. There's this or that. I'm like, no, that's to kill somebody or defend yourself, right? I agree, T-Stone. There's some knives that were just exactly. made for horror movies.
13: Exactly. And so, you know, like, she had the meat cleaver, and, and like I said, I had the stabbing knife. <laughs> the stabbing, stabbing knife. knife. And that's why it's just, <laughs> I don't know, from now on, I have the stabbing knife, which reminds me. I'm surprised there's not a lot of more knife fights that happen at, like, really nice steak restaurants or steak houses (laughs) just because everybody is equipped with a stabbing knife, a.k.a. steak knife, a stabbing knife. And what happens if there was a a, a fight or a brawl? Like, everybody's already equipped with, like, proper weaponry. (laughs) (laughs)
1: well that's it it's like that's why why is there never any fights at gun conventions well you know why everybody's armed right i that that could be actually a theme of things for uh for this country but that's a political thing but yeah you're right why isn't there more fights at restaurants i don't know um (laughs) hey This whole thing's just – we we've been derailed here, but uh, <laughs> stabbing knives. Yes, stabbing knives. I know you and I both like steampunk, too. I know we've been talking about doing some steampunk something along the line somewhere down the road. I don't know.
13: Yeah, well, this is why I wish, like we were talking about, SEMA uh, was pushed back a year – or not a year, a week or whatnot. And they kind of fluctuate, you know. But I like when SEMA is on Halloween, you know, like that week, because then you can get up, you can go dress – dress up i like going to fremont street i don't know you know everybody likes new vegas but i enjoy fremont street for for new year's eve or for halloween and different things like that just because it's really cool people dress up and i don't know i'm just i'm over wearing the really really high heels and stuff like that like i've been little Bo people before i was like all these cute things and i'm like man this is good. this is really hard to be cute on halloween like I don't I'd rather just be gory and bloody so I think that's what I'm going to do this year. I've gotten really good at making it look like blood's coming from my eyes.
1: Yeah. Well, and I got a question here. You said, you know, some girls want to dress up like the the hooker nurse for uh for Halloween, right? And uh you want to dress up like the you know, and you're like, yeah, if you want to do that and that's you like you know, you just want to really be that person, but you can only do it on Halloween. I got to ask you, this whole bloody like stabbing knife, this whole <laughs> purge teestone, is this really what you want to be or <laughs> <laughs> Every other day of the year? <laughs> like, I, I'm going to flip it on you here, T-Stone. Is there like this dark side of you that we don't know about? Uh,
13: there, or, there is. I mean, I named my Jeep Lucifer. I yeah. name my 300 Lilith. I wear black all the time. Black is in my hair. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just letting this inner demon come out from from inside and i feel like it's okay now i don't know who knows
1: i'm the weird guy that wants a zombie apocalypse to happen so i'm just saying like i would absolutely love it i got my plans i'm like how rad with that like i want to do the zombie apocalypse i want to be a part of that like seriously world come to an end tomorrow i'm good with it you know so i'm that weird guy that just wants to go and destroy zombies and you know have chaos and anarchy so whatever you know do you just (laughs) (laughs) own uh so yes, so we've got that coming up. Halloween, SEMA, we got uh, what LSPR rally. We got uh, trail to SEMA. Before that, we got a we got a lot of fun to come this uh, this month. Tiff.
13: No, I know I'm pretty excited about it. It's like at the end of the year, but desert season's starting. You know, it's it's getting to that time where everything just comes to crunch, 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 and it'll be kind of cool because December is kind of like a low key, but. You know, you and I were talking about PRI, so maybe I'll head out there. Just really getting a bunch of things done because right after Trail to SEMA, I just had pretty much about two months, if that. And I want to re-gear up and get some things, you know, ready to go for King of the Hammers because then I'll drive back out to King of the Hammers. And, you know, everybody's like, well, why don't you just leave your Jeep out there? But I live in Michigan, so it's, it's fun to go snow wheeling here in December and January when I have the time off. So, that's the only, like, downfall about it is not only do I have to be able to do it, you know, be able to wheel out there, but I want to do it here, and then I just drive back again.
1: Yeah, well, and all that being said, like, you mentioned King of the Hammers. Like, I'm already thinking. I'm like, we're actually getting ridiculously close to the start of the year. We're only, what, three months out now, less than that. Like, I'm like, things are going to happen fast, you know, like. I'm like, we really, you know, I can't believe SEMA's already here. I'm still thinking it's summer, yet SEMA and PRI, like, they're a of us, and I'm just like, wow, this is, uh, I don't know, it seems like this year has gone crazy fast.
13: No, it's gone super, super fast, and, you know, you and I were chatting, and some people who know me and, and everybody who's reached out, you know, they know that my grandparents both passed away this summer, so... It was a lot to be able to do that. Um, they passed within two and a half months of each other. I, I don't know the exact days apart, but my dad does. And, and that takes a lot of toll on people. And what, you know, not only did I still have to do everything, I still had to, to mourn and, and grieve and stuff. And we've mentioned that plenty of times. Like my grandmother passed away on a Tuesday. On Thursday, I left and was on my way to Crandon. My grandfather passed away when I was at an ARA race, like getting ready to go out to do recce. And what people don't get is life still happens. People still, you know, are born and they pass away. And and so it's just, it's hard. And I commend anybody who, whoever has to deal with stuff and still kind of keep it going.
1: Yeah, well and I know uh yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that cuz I haven't really talked about that much, but I know like my cousin passed away uh literally the day before uh, uh one of the Lucas races in Chandler earlier this year and I had a lot of people wonder why I wasn't there and I literally called Lucas in the you know the 11th hour and was like I can't come and they it's one thing I will always tip my cap to Lucas for. That. I mean when when you've got a company like that that goes absolutely don't worry about it. We've got a replacement. Like I you know, my, honestly, you know, my loyalty companies that do stuff like that were just amazing. But, you know, that was one of those few, like, I think that was the first event I hadn't gone to, um, uh, my entire career. You know what I mean? Like I've never canceled on an event or something like that, you know? And it was just, uh, I think a lot of people forget, you know, public personalities and things. And I, I you know, and you know, you and I aren't even really so much in the public eye as, you know, compared to like these real Hollywood type people and stuff. And it's like, you know, you hear some of the stuff that floats around online and stuff like that. And it's like we have, you know, you see people, public personalities. But, man, there's a, like a real human being behind that that are going through real human things, you know. And I think like the general public, they, they tend to forget that sometimes. Even Even with social media influencers and stuff that aren't necessarily a celebrity per se, you know. It's like some of the words and things that people put online are just like it's crazy that, you know, you know, if that person was there in the flesh, like they, they wouldn't be saying it. it's like, there's no compassion, you know, it's like, I feel like sometimes that's lost in the mix.
13: And and I I agree with you. And I do think that sometimes those things get lost in the mix. And what people don't understand is words are very hurtful, you know, no matter what you say, no matter what you do, words are hurtful. And, and a lot of the times those are the types of scars that you don't see, you know, the, the ones That can't necessarily be physically healed. You just, you just see them based on, on what it is. And, and you're absolutely right. And, and I think that's why it's hard. And I don't know, here's our little PSA. Hey, everybody, everybody has a bad day. You don't like being kicked when you're down. Don't kick somebody else. You
1: never know. Yeah. Oh, and a lot of people don't know, you know, when personality, you know, people on social media are having a bad day because they don't always put put it out there, you know? So, like I said, you never know who, what, uh, what some person's walking through until uh, you're in their shoes. So, uh, yeah, just be a little bit nicer, and I think the world will be better. But, uh, yeah, how we went from Halloween and that to what we're on now, I have no <laughs> idea, T-Stone. But, uh, yeah, so uh, – <laughs> the jeep how close is that being because i know that thing has been in the shop we talked last week and uh you were uh you were in the shop they were doing some wrenching on that thing getting trying to get it ready for trail to sema how uh how close are you to getting that thing done
13: it is going really really well uh, i got a few more uh, i mean i leave next wednesday so it better be done by the 16th but uh i just want to say a big shout out to serena sbhq she helped me out because i was trying to figure out what i wanted to do with the tire carrier she's like don't worry, Boo, I got you. And she made it all happen. And honestly, from where they were in Arizona, they were able to get my, you know, um, my spare tire carrier to the shop in Fenton within like thirty six hours. So I was like, Okay, that's amazing. Dude, that's... Which helped because I need to get it powder coated. So she did me a solid uh the drive shaft is in from Tom Wood's drive shaft, so that's awesome. Uh I put in some other stuff from rigid that's not necessarily out yet, but will be out, so I'm excited about that. And, yeah, just coming along. Next year is going to be a big year stepping up to a, a, a different set of things, so I'm looking forward to keep on growing and expanding with the Jeep.
1: Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to seeing this thing, uh, you know, once you get it out there rolling uh, trail to SEMA. I know I'll be able to see it in Vegas, uh, you know, once you finally make it there. But, uh, I don't know, I'm kind of I'm digging this. I know uh you posted something on social media the other day. And, uh, it was you last year, I believe on trail to SEMA. And I got to tell you, Tiff, my mind was blown. Like those were some very, very big rocks. I mean, it's not like you're just going out and running, running trails. I mean, that was legit boulders. You were going over in your Jeep. And I was just like, my mind was blown. I'm like props to UT stone. I mean, that was, that was some real stuff.
13: Thank you. Yeah. Um, I actually, I was testing around with some of my video editing skills and, uh, I put together a a a two-and-a-half-minute-long little teaser clip, you know, kind of a recap of what happened last year, some of the stuff, so I'm going to actually put that up on social media today, so if anybody goes and sees it, you'll be able to check that out, and I actually started a new YouTube channel, so maybe I will get that started and going, but that stuff is crazy, and it's so funny, though, Jim, because everybody always asks me, is that you, Dragon, is that you, and... Yes, that's really me. There are some um, obstacles because obviously it's my first wheeling trip ever. I've never been wheeling before last year. Um, so Nate from Dirt Lifestyle, Nate, um, he helped me out and drove some obstacles for me. But this year I'm really looking forward to doing, you know, all of them and really pushing myself. I know we're hitting up some trails. Uh, Chris Miller from Power Stop and Trail to SEMA, he really hasn't uh, said anything too much about where we're going. All we know is what the dates are going to be, and that we're starting in the Phoenix area, and we will end up at Vegas. And
1: we'll be back after this.
8: Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, Call the Debt Helpline now.
9: 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063.
12: Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California Blue goo a try call one 330 and you'll receive a one-week supply of blue goo absolutely free the makers of blue goo are even paying the shipping the number again is one 888 330 if you want more information on blue goo visit online at www.dothegoo.com now available at select big five stores near you the nba season is off and rolling and we're down to
3: the final four in the nfl And now you can get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, betonline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit and make your bets on your favorite teams. Every spread, every total, every winner, every loser. Straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through the season. And like I said, it's conference championship time in the NFL, and you can follow all the lines at betonline.ag. The early game on Sunday features Cinderella, Tennessee, on the road at KC a touchdown favorite with a total in the low 50s. And on Sunday evening, Green Bay heads to San Francisco as a touchdown dog with a total in the mid-40s. Who will reign supreme and hoist the conference championship hardware? Before the next kickoff, head over to betonline.ag and use our promo code COACH55 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bring the playoffs home with our exclusive sportsbook partner, betonline.ag.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally. On the American Forces Network.
1: Welcome back here to the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Powered by Polaris Razor. Uh, thanks to all our guests today. Obviously, T-Stone and Chris Leone. Who hold down hour number two with me generally most weeks. But also to uh, the General Brian Deegan. Make sure and go and check out that full episode over on Project Action. Trust me. I would say it's one of the top five interviews of all time I've ever done. Yes, you want to go check that out. Also, the king, Mr. Showtime Jeremy McGrath for uh, calling in. I know it's been a busy, busy week for him. Him. So uh, thanks to Jeremy for taking the time out of his uh, busy schedule to call into the show. Thanks to Polaris Razor, General Tire, four-wheel parts, four WP. Um, my medic, uh, use a coupon code Jim Beaver to get you 15% off of my medic vision wheel, Gibson Exhaust, Dirtfish. Don't forget it's Down Dirty DF. That'll get you 15% off there. Impact race products, also my good friends there at Super ATV, the best damn UTV parts in the industry. Uh, follow me at Jim Beaver15 Project Actions subscribe down and dirty show subscribe both on itunes check out brian deegan's new podcast the deegan's dropping On Project, not on Project Action. We had him as a guest on Project Action, but on Podcast One. And, uh, yeah, just thanks to all you guys for continuing to keep us in business here and let me do radio each and every week. I guess we hit 25 million downloads here about a week ago. Crazy numbers. and couldn't do it without you guys. So thanks a lot. We'll see you next week right here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by, you guessed it, Polaris Razor.